Hello, and welcome to another podcast of things we did on the radio, the silly little stories that we found that no one else is dealing with. If anything, this is more like a charity thing. These news stories, written by, you know, journalists, don't get the same coverage as the news stories we should care about. And this is the podcast that defends them pointlessly. And here's what we did on the radio earlier today. How was your weekend? Did anyone catch you out with any pranks? Um, either on April Fool's Day or someone told to you, yeah, sure, you'll have no problem getting through to France. Either way, something could have caught I hope it didn't happen is what I'm saying. But on the show today, we'll, we'll, we'll cheer you up. Um, we'll probably talk about the queues trying to get to France, maybe. Or maybe we won't. Um, we'll definitely talk about if it's okay to eat chocolate. I think you know which side of the fence I'm going to come down on. Although there's a specific case we're talking about here. Um, aliens are in the news. AI probably in the news because it is every day. And it flipping... Um, and then also there's another thing about food costing too much. Oh, every day there's a story like that. There's a, a plan, an a th- uh, £8 million government-funded scheme. Hello, money's involved. £8 million, pa- well, it's our money, I suppose. £8 million of our money is being spent on this scheme offering the public uh, the chance to claim free pictures of the new king. So public authorities can get a picture of the new king and then put them up in, you know, councils, courts, schools, police forces fireplace, I don't know, you know, public places. And I, I see what they're doing there. I'm I'm all in favour of supporting the monarchy. But I would rather the government sent me a picture of the new king. On a 20? I'd take a 10. Do you know what I mean? Because if you're going to have the new picture on all of the currency, the least they could do. And we're funding this, so I'd still like it. If you could send some money back to me, government, that'd be... be you know what? The way my career's going right now, I'd take a stamp. You know, I like to keep you up to date with alien news. There's another one in the papers, because there always is for some reason. Aliens are getting, apparently, into our sheds. Researchers reckon... I say They say researchers. Could be idiots. Let's find out. Researchers reckon that the warm, dry, quiet conditions would attract them making the outhouses the best place to have an encounter with an alien. Almost two out of ten people who've spotted aliens say that they've seen them in their sheds. (laughs) Because, you know, if you travel all the way light years to get to this planet, you're going to worry about parking. So, 7% say that they've noticed tools or equipment have been moved around in a shed where, you know, animals can get in. But it's probably aliens according to, as I said, idiots. Yeah. I am worried because my shed at home isn't like a normal shed anymore. We've talked about this on the show before. It's insulated with heating and electrics and better Wi-Fi than the house. Got about three computers in there, like a racks room. So I'm very worried about aliens coming to my shed. I am also worried about aliens trying to get in touch, I suppose. They might just be listening to the FM signal. If they do, what if they try and reply on 107.5 megahertz? Well, it's shed. Erethlings, we have been monitoring your radio broadcast to learn about your species. I heard that people were queuing at Dover for 15 hours, trapped trying to get to France. I heard that you'd predicted many people would spend their holidays in the UK more. Is this what you meant? Printer, and I've got a scanner in there as well. I've got, like, a good shed. I just don't want aliens turning up. But anyway, let's hope it never happens. I've often wanted to do, like, an agony uncle section on the show because I think I could give you advice. I'm really good at life and everything. So I thought I could give advice. It's not really taken off yet. This is a new story that might step us in the right direction. Do you worry about if your partner has cheated on you? My advice would be, uh, don't worry about it, don't care. But, no, because 
I mean, you might as well live your life stress-free and be proved wrong, rather than spend your full life full of stress and be proved right. Yeah? See what I'm saying? However, there is a way to tell. Men with large noses, according to a study, are more likely to be love rats. Now, is that because men with large noses are particularly... What's that? Lascivious? Or is it just because women love a large nose and men who get the chance will? Some 52% of blokes who have cheated on their partner have an above-average sized nose. I'm glad someone went around measuring this. 78% of them think that their nose is their best asset. If your large nose is your best asset, I feel sorry for the women that you've been with. <laughs> I mean, this story, if true, and it probably is, makes you worry, doesn't it, about... Pinocchio. Do you know, I, I keep watching the cartoons with Pinocchio with my little lad. The size of his nose, of course he's a philanderer. I mean, if you ask him, as he cheated, he'd say no. He'd be lying, his nose would get bigger, and he'd be even more likely to be out there all night. I did promise we'd talk about AI, because you just have to all the time these days. I've actually been using like AI chatbots to create titles for some of the things I've been writing. It's not bad. It is worrying that they're taking over our lives and our jobs. However, this is the positive. A university student got an AI chatbot to wriggle out of paying a 60 quid parking fine. This student asked Artificial Intelligence Chat GPT, please help me write a letter to the council that gave me a parking ticket. So she entered the details for the penalty, then sent the response, and it pumped out a, a useful appeal. And then it is up in York. The council then withdrew the fine. Not a bad way of doing it, is it? That's a clever idea. That I almost did the same because, you know, I've got a one-year-old and it's very difficult to find time to be romantic. And back on Valentine's Day, I I don't know exactly what chat GPT wrote in that Moonpig card, but whatever it was, I got lucky that day, eh? With the postman. That's how good that was. Food. We always talk about food on the show. It was Cole, wasn't it? Cornerman Cole who sent me a message saying, what's the food thing we're talking about today? All right, good guess, yeah. I do get a bit peckish around this time. Here's one. Um, a the You know, the Royal Grocer, Fortnum & Mason. Apparently it's flogging a joint of beef for £130. No thank you. No thank you. No. Buyers get just 2.5 kilograms of uh, beef, of meat, for a price tag that most ordinary folk, it says here, would find hard to swallow. Nice, I like that. That's a good joke. Fortnum says it's dry-aged. Well, so we all are. I bought sun-dried tomatoes that didn't bankrupt me, though, right? Apparently, it's uh, it's been aged in an authentic Himalayan salt chamber in Northern Ireland. It's not quite that authentic, then, is it? It's more authentic to call it a Northern Irish drying chamber, but you go with it. Right? Apparently, it adds first-class range of beef. So there we go. I would say... Read the room. If ever there's a time when we don't want food that is especially more expensive, it might be now. I got turned off uh, trying to buy some venison. because so I went into the butchers and uh, I said, what is this venison? He said, it's deer. I was like, I can't afford that then. Hey, it's a joke. We get nearer to Easter on the weekend. I suppose there'll be more Easter things in the news. I mean, it was Palm Sunday uh, yesterday, and I did a joke on Twitter that we definitely couldn't broadcast. But I think you could probably guess it, given that it's called Palm Sunday. You know what I'm like. Um, but this is in the news. Nine out of ten parents admit that they regularly swipe pieces of their children's Easter eggs. Half say that they wait till their kids are asleep. Oh. And I, now that I'm a kid, I'm sorry, now that I've got a kid, well, I made both. I'm in favour of this. 
And I can't quite justify it because it seems it is literally taking candy from a baby. But at the same time, it feels like I want the chocolate. If you can come up with any reasons why it should be okay, I reckon we could brainstorm this one. Um, I'm willing to say that by me eating the chocolate, it stops him eating the chocolate. So I'm I'm saving him from obesity. Plus also, uh, well, he doesn't pay any rent. So it feels like chocolate tax. Is there any other ideas? You can add it to the list. If he finds out, he's going to be furious. But he's one, so I'll get away with it. Hey, he's always furious anyway. What am I talking about? There's a survey that says 9 out of 10 parents nick chocolate from their Easter eggs of their children. That's kind of fine, isn't it? Because I know it's not as if I'm buying them, actually, so I'm, I'm doing my own argument here because they're gifts that his other relatives... But I've got a one-year-old, you know, will bite. he'll get Easter eggs, and I'll eat those Easter eggs, and I'm looking for a reason why that makes me feel good. A thank you, Chris, points out that if I view it, that I'm tasting it to make sure none of it's poisoned, like in the medieval times... I'm providing a service. You're right, thank you, yeah. And you can't be sure that just the bit I've eaten's not poisoned. I've really got to make some good headway around that Easter egg to make sure I've got to try both halves. Not falling for that one again. Right, podcast nearly done. What's the story that we couldn't broadcast? Oh, here we go. We need the special effects for this one. Um, Gordon Ramsay's luxury holiday home is apparently being targeted by swingers who go there to, you know, do what they're going I think it's his own fault. Because he's so famous for swearing. If ever there's a man who's synonymous with f***ing, then, um, well, you know what I mean. If you build it, they will come. Indeed, I'm sure they probably do. We're up to date. We will do another podcast. You can subscribe to wherever you found this one, and we'll try it all again from tomorrow, maybe. Uh, Until then, have a good one. Bye.